Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is ESPN Radio. This list in the athletic of the tiers of quarterbacks is the gift that keeps on giving and has been keeping us entertained all morning long. Amber Wilson, Jay Williams here with you. You can watch us on ESPNU. You can listen to us, of course, on ESPN Radio. ESPN Radio presented to you by Progressive Insurance. So we spent a lot of time on this list where 50 total NFL insiders, which includes general managers, executives, head coaches, coordinators, they all voted and they ranked 30 quarterbacks by tier. And what we ended up getting was a four tiered list of quarterbacks. The top tier wasn't as shocking where you'd have the names of the Patrick Mahomes and the Joe Burrows of the world. What? There were some shocks beyond. You're already shocked, Jay? You're shocked. Yes. Amber. It wasn't that shocking. The well, top well, tier well, wasn't well, that well, we need to do two things here. Okay. Either number one, we are going to create a new tier on our own. Okay. That, that it, tier one is just if it's Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, and Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. Or Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes. I'm okay with Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes being tier one by themselves. Or if we're not going to do that, then tier one needs to have Jalen Hurts and Lamar Jackson. Nunito just came on our show 35 minutes ago and explained the ability of the quarterback having the ability to carry the team. Are we going to sit up here on national radio and act like Lamar Jackson didn't carry the Ravens? So that is the protocol here for top tier is the quarterback can carry his team each and every week and the team wins because of him. And by that Uh, standard, even though by the Amber Wilson standard, I wouldn't have Lamar as a top tier. I would probably only at this point have Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow because Josh Allen as accuracy for me, it's just been such an issue. Three seasons, double digit interceptions. I think I'd probably maybe like just knock him down a hair, even though I do love myself some Josh Allen. I mean, he's incredible to watch. However, if this is the standard that you hand me, Jay, hmm. then I kind of agree with you. Lamar yeah. has to be a top-tier quarterback. Right? Wait, now we have to follow this up. Are you in agreement with Jalen Hurts being a top-tier quarterback? No. Why no, not? That's where you that's where you lose me. You what? lose me there. But you're because okay of with the team. you're okay with Justin Herbert being top-tier quarterback? Yeah, because you're not convincing me that Jalen Hurts was the reason that the Eagles won and just Jalen Hurts essentially week after week after week. I so, mean, so now there he... were questions with Jalen with Jalen. There were questions this past season, and again, this is a hard discussion because obviously he was phenomenal and phenomenal mm-hmm. in the Super Bowl. But there were questions this past season about what it would look like if it wasn't that team, if it wasn't that O line, if it wasn't those weapons, uh, and if it wasn't Amber. that schedule. It was the easiest schedule. You know, in the entire NFL, Jay. You know what I laugh at? So my my sophomore year, I was the first pick in – I was the second – damn it. Look, look at me. Still wanting to be the first pick in the draft. <laughs> damn you, Yao Ming. It's you. So I was the second pick so in the draft. Close. Second pick in the draft. Mike Dunleavy was the third pick in the draft, like the following year. Shane Battier, that actual year we won it, was the third pick in the draft. Carlos Boozer was a perennial all-star. Okay, for the Utah Jazz. Mm-hmm. We had Chris Duhon who played for 10-plus years in the league. So people will say, oh, well, you know, 
we can't really give the ACC Player of the Year to Jay because, you know, uh, his team was loaded. And like, well, hold on a second. Like, were you the best player on the best team? Like, does it work without you? So this whole notion that we have to, it's a disadvantage for a player because his team is stacked. But still, the quarterback position is the most important position. And I guarantee you, Amber, if we were to interview everybody in that locker room, not only about his play on the field, because we can talk about that it's completely separate, but his leadership abilities, the way he gets people to buy in, the way he's able to play through injuries, the way everybody rallied around him and they got behind him, to me, there's no doubt he's a Tier 1 quarterback. You were saying that off of a good, a very good season, but it's it's a very good season, right? The season before that didn't look the same for Jalen Hurts. And so what do you account for that? Was that just development? And maybe it was. And so maybe Jalen – and I'm a Jalen Hurts fan, so I, mean, I always it, find it, myself he out here. He had a different coach. He had a different scheme. I mean – so a lot right, of, but are those how much of this is Jalen? Like, is Jalen elevating the talent around him, or was yes. the talent around him elevated, and then it made Jalen look a heck of a lot better? It can be both. Well, we're going to find out our answer. It's just it's because it was a one year sample size with Jalen Hurts. That's my trepidation there, right? Like Patrick Mahomes, I feel comfortable that it's not just the weapons, that it ain't just Andy Reid, right? Like that, no matter who you're slotting in there at receiver, he's elevating everybody mm-hmm. around him, he's even different. when he has excellent receivers like Tyree. Patrick Mahomes is different he's that dude I'm just not there yet with Jalen Hurts and it's not even a knock on Jalen Hurts I'm not saying he can't get there he's just he's not there to me he's not in the same class right now as Patrick Mahomes even though he was excellent last season uh, well that's why I go back to the whole well is Josh Allen in the same class as Patrick Mahomes like that's why we keep going back I, I keep dancing with this if we're right. going to do tier one I would say the only player I think actually in a similar class is Joe Burrow Right. right. I, I feel so, like Joe Burrow is I, I mean, I they have also Justin Herbert in this class by the pure statistics of it. It makes sense if you're just pulling the stats. But again, it's like their team is winning week in and week out because of Justin Herbert. There's questions there about that team underperforming over time. I think that's more of a Staley issue, but I yep. can understand the people that don't want to put Justin Herbert in a top tier category because of lack of team success. Okay, so let's get to this tier two category. So in tier okay. two, if we're saying tier one, well, the way they have it on their list, tier one is Patrick Holmes, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers at 40 years old, and then Justin Herbert. And then tier two is... Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson, Trevor Lawrence, Dak Prescott, Matthew Stafford, Deshaun Watson, Kirk Cousins. So I firmly believe that Deshaun Watson has the talent of a tier two, tier one quarterback. But like once again, how are we doing this? Are we basing this off six games from last year, Amber? I, I have a huge problem with Deshaun Watson being there because Deshaun Watson to me coming off of this past season, there's no defense of putting him in this tier two conversation. And that's what we're at at this point with Deshaun Watson. You're projecting ahead. You're going back to, you know, 2019 Deshaun Watson. You're going back to height of his time with the Texans, Deshaun Watson, all of that. I feel like we're years removed from at this point. And I think we've got to look at these players for what they are today. Now, can Deshaun Watson prove otherwise this season and show us that he is still that guy? Certainly, he might be able to do that. But he hasn't done that for me yet, right? I mean, it's been years removed since I have seen him as a top five quarterback in the league. So I'm a little uncomfortable with his inclusion here based on what I did see from him last season. I would have him at the bottom of the tier two list with an asterisk. Right. right, because I I think an asterisk like this dude could be tier one easily if his game were to elevate and if he were to hit the ground running this season. 
And obviously we talked about their first five games earlier. It's going to be a rough start because it's a rough schedule for them. But four other five games are at home. So he will have the opportunity to prove himself for the Browns. But the reason why is just coming off last year and everything he dealt with, right, the game just seemed very rocky. He seemed like a shell of himself, if you want to call it getting the rust off. But the upside, the ceiling there of when he's right, He's super right, Amber. Yeah, but he hasn't been right in years. I, I hear, I hear That's why I give him the asterisk, right? And last season, I mean, six games. It was only six games, but he was bad. Like, can we just say, like, he was not a top, a tier two quarterback last season for those six games that we did see him. Seven touchdowns, five interceptions. I mean, by the numbers, and we also all saw how it looked for the Browns, it did not at all go according to plan. I think the story could easily change. I just think right now, it's not fair. He's living off of history here. It's not fair to have him amongst some of these other names in the tier two quarter uh, category because we are talking about a category that does have Jalen Hurts and Lamar Jackson in it. So, so you're okay with Matthew Stafford being in tier two because they have no. him in tier two as well. I mean, that's no, another one because right? of it's last like, season. Because of last yeah. season, right? So like, there's a lot of this where I feel like it, they're contradicting themselves. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you know, Nuno, I, I know you were with us before. Um, uh, can you tell us like what was the actual breakdown? Uh, Nuno's talking to Pat and to Alan Yates. Yeah, and uh, we were deep in a conversation about law and order. About law and order. What is going on? I mean, it is better than NCIS. So, like, that's not even a conversation. So, Pat asked me. Yeah, Pat asked me what my tier is for NCIS. So I was given. I gave him my tiers: NCIS, NCIS. Los Angeles, NCIS New Orleans, <laughs> and NCIS Hawaii. All oh, that crime then, in my in Hawaii. And man, then he got know. very passionate about I saw whether or not you have to patting, watch every version the of the show. Like he's getting aggressive. I'm like, what the hell are you guys yeah, talking he was, about? He was here? slapping the ball, and he, like, you know how when your mom get mad at you, she talks to you in syllables. Yeah, <laughs> that's how Nuno was. He was. Slapping the ball. I'm ranking this. I'm like, well, he's really geez, mad dog. about the amount of crossovers no, that so happen now. I, no, no, that's how it is. So I was saying, based upon the fact that like there's so many like right, uh, you know, Law and Order has Law and Order SVU, the regular Law and Order, organized crime. Yep. FBI has a bunch of different ones. So you, even if you're not really interested in one of them, you kind of have to watch all of them because they do the whole like cross pollination, whatever. Which one is Ice? I don't. That's SVU. Okay. That's SVU. Yeah. I don't SVU. agree with that with Law and Order. Like maybe that's true with NCIS. I don't know. That's an overrated show. Dude, I'm sorry. But uh, Law and Order, excellent show. I I think with Law and Order though, because they're self-contained episodes. That's what I love about I, Law and Order, particularly Amber, the original Law and Order. Like you can just watch one, you get the entire story. Bada bing, bada boom. Amber, as a lawyer, how, how do you feel about the true depiction of law? It is hilarious yeah. because I have a feeling a lot of people go into law because they grow up watching these <laughs> these shows with Law and Order. Law and Order is a bit more realistic, like a tiny bit, but like Law and Order Suits, which was a, a wildly interesting show. It was so wholly unrealistic. My favorite thing about all these lawyer shows is they go from getting the case to trial in 2.5 seconds. <laughs> and also the lawyers aren't ever writing anything, which like 90% of what you do as a lawyer, by the way, is right. So kids, if you don't want to write stuff, you don't want to be a lawyer. And they're just arguing in court. They're never writing anything. There's never any motions. There's never any motion calendars. There's never any case management conferences. Like you're just going straight from like the client walks into your office to all of a sudden we're in trial. And that process in reality takes years. So what's years, the, what's years, the years. best There's like three years in between that. Of, of any, any media, movies, TV, what's the best depiction? Ooh, Matt Lock. As Is a it, lawyer, the Matt most Lock? real. Matt Lock? None of them. 
Yeah, I'm going old school. What Matlock. Old school I, Matlock. I don't remember Matlock. That Amber, was a kid, but I remember that was a baseball player. Matlock? Yeah, it's when I was a kid, but goodness, I don't remember it. <laughs> Law-abiding citizen? How you feel about that one? That's <laughs> the first thing I was like, you know what? what? Is that? Just you, wait, 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 wait that a is, second. That you is said, not. What is that? Yeah, what is that? You never saw a law-abiding citizen? No. You're not missing much. What? <laughs> How about the Lincoln what? lawyer? The Lincoln lawyer was great. I mean, that's based on you know the book uh, and. And a real and a real situation there with the Lincoln lawyer. So uh, like that's good. I don't know about the show though. Like the Lincoln lawyer TV show that's out right now. I've yeah, never nah. seen it. I've heard it's really what good. About I don't my know cousin if it's Vinny. <laughs> Great my show. cousin I, Vinny was not realistic. My well, cousin awesome. Vinny had some pretty good. Uh, cross, never saw my cousin cross, Vinny. Uh, whatever it is. So as I a mean, lawyer, you I, get what's upset so about? funny is it, so I just looked up. I just googled like most realistic lawyer shows and I just found this list according to lawyers the most realistic courtroom dramas. My cousin Vinny is number 1 on oh it, which God. is just like who are these lawyers never that got saw pulled my by cousin this Vinny. What this? even is it? Who's it's, Vinny? First of all, if you've Who's never Vinny? seen my cousin Vinny then you're not living, Alan Yates. Like what like what is it? So like, good. Wait, oh, was it when was it even now? Here here you, why you know it was great. Has any head coach ever used the def- the same kind of defense uh, from my cousin Vinny as Bill Belichick did? Right, Bill Belichick used the uh, Mona Lisa Davinci, uh, Mona Lisa was it Da Vinci or whatever her last name was argument with Vito. the tires. But uh, Devito, yeah, Moni, uh, Mona Lisa Devito, Devito. Um, Bill Belichick went uh, during. Uh, uh, during when Brady got suspended, what? I'm like, well, I'm lost here. Great, no, no, you're you're doing an excellent job. Got to go to break, Nuno. That Nuno, we got to go to break. Coming up next, more of Nuno's hot takes. Plus, which quarterback in tier three or four has the best shot of being a top twelve quarterback after the season? We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is ESPN Radio. So, Amber, I just got yelled at. So Go on. At GWIT1T says, stop mixing Danny DeVito and Joe Pesci again. <laughs> <laughs> and also drug test Nuno ASAP. <laughs> what? Well, I don't know why the Nuno reference, but I'm here for it. I feel like that could apply to a lot of things with Nuno. Wow. I would pass every drug test. Shoebox. Lies, 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 and more lies. Nunito. Nunito no... and Carlito's way. Same thing. So, yeah. Um, I also, like, I didn't correct you. I didn't know. It's easy to it get. Was, I get my DeVito. small guys mixed up. Pesci you know what I mean? Yeah. That's okay. Danny DeVito, Joe like Pesci. Italian. Yeah. Do you guys have, like, jackets or something? What is this, twins? No, I'm just saying, like, all the small guys. Do you all have jackets, like a club? I'm taller than you, Pat. 
Are you? Okay, I'm sorry. You're putting Jay Williams in the same category. No, yes. this, this is what you? happens, Amber, on the show when you used to have How did it work around, off the last time? Who is 6'4", right? Who would call me small. And then Max would play into it. And by the way, Max was like 5'9". So they would call me Danny, small. Like, but I'm actually you give not. Nuno a jacket, too? Danny DeVito. Nuno deserves a jacket. Danny DeVito is 4'10", according 410. to Now, how tall is Joe? I love Joe. Joe Pesci is my spirit person. Can I share something? Danny DeVito and I actually share a birthday. Same you birthday. do, yeah, and same height. Did you need to share that? That was no. something that we needed to share. Joe Pesci's five right, four, five four, five four. Joe Pesci. Vertically challenged, man. That's tough. Well, so it wasn't so tough. It worked out quite well for those guys, I would say. Yeah, and it worked out pretty good for Jay too. So <laughs> there we go again, Pat. <laughs> Here talking. we go again. Number two. Number two. We are, ta- we are talking quarterback two. tears here <laughs> on ESPN Radio, Amber Wilson and Jay Williams. There's been some really patient callers, so I feel like we should give them some love. Jay, how do you feel about Let's that? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. So Montreal is calling us from Raleigh. Hey, Montreal, what do you have for us on quarterbacks? Hey, how you guys doing? I wanted to call back in. First of all, love the show, but uh, this is the second time I've been able to call in and I really don't understand the, the we'll call it hate for uh, Philadelphia's quarterback. Uh, Hurt, love the guy. If you look at what he did the last year and a half, everyone keeps talking about a sample size. But I feel like if you switch him out with Joe Burrow or Allen, I mean, it's, it's not the same thing, but the guy, he can throw the ball down the field, he can run. And like Jay Will said, I love what he said earlier about the leadership, how they – uh, gather around the guy. I don't know what else he has to do uh, to, to, to move up in that tar- tier. And I'm a Dallas Cowboy fan, mm. but I would have him on my team at any point. I think he's done more or just as much in that year and a half, two years as Burrow and as in uh, the guy Allen in, in Buffalo. So that, that's just my take. I want to know what you guys thought. And one last quick thing. This isn't racially at all, because uh, this is not what I'm talking about. But if you switch him out and he looks like them versus – is this still a stigma on black quarterbacks in the NFL? Because I feel like if he was uh, white, would they look at him the same way, just like the guy over with, with the Ravens? Like, I'm not calling it racially at all. I'm just wondering if they're still looking at black quarterbacks in a way that they shouldn't. What's your guys' take on that? Amber, why don't you take the first part of that question? The like, first part what, of the, what does he need to do to move up to a tier one quarterback? He, in here's opinion? the thing with the first part of that question. Mm-hmm. I feel like what ends up happening with these lists is I end up being in this situation where it sounds like I'm being negative in some way about Jalen Hurts when I've always been a huge Jalen Hurts fan. Send me back to college. I mean, I wanted the Dolphins to draft him out of that draft in addition to taking Tua because I thought Jalen Hurts had so much promise coming out of college. So I'm a big Jalen Hurts fan. I believe in him. All the adversity that he's overcome. Mm-hmm. He's an incredible player. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> but like, it's just not there for me yet in terms of top tier. I feel much more confident in what I saw, even from Joe Burrow, because that caller is comparing him to Joe Burrow. I saw Joe Burrow take a Cincinnati team that nobody had any expectations for heading into that season to a Super Bowl. The team around Joe Burrow, I'm so much more convinced, is elevated by the play of Joe Burrow than Jalen Hurts. And again, it's yeah. not... It's this is not an insult to Jalen, and he can but, completely answer all these questions. It's just you know somebody can't. Not everybody can be a, a top tier quarterback yet. 
But once again, Amber, I think it comes back to this conversation. You know, what are we actually talking about? Are we are we stating that the tier one is just Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes, or if we're looking at the tier list from the actual tier groups that we have here, that the fifty total NFL insiders, including eight GMs, ten executives, ten head coaches, and fifteen coordinators, rank their thirty QBs by tiers in tier one. We have Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers. Justin Herbert, like if you're making the case, I think there is a legitimate case that if Justin Herbert is there, Jalen Hurts, even in this smaller sample size, is more deserving to be a tier one quarterback in the same conversation with Justin Herbert. I don't know why he would be like, I don't know why you would have him removed. Same with Lamar Jackson. The only reason you'd have Justin Herbert, I feel like, on this list is because, yes, you're pulling all the advanced stats and you're just saying, hey, he's leading in in all of these categories and he has over three years. So how can we not include him as a top quarterback in the league? But that wasn't really the standard. I I agree with you. Are we winning, though? Like, are we winning? Like, are are we? Right. Are Are they winning? Are the Chargers winning winning? because of him? (laughs) Yeah, well, I hear you. I I mean, they are. But like, also, again, like to what degree? Like you get to the playoffs and then you get you get smacked. Right now, granted, you can put that on the head coach. There's a lot of pressure on Brandon Staley. Hence why they went out. They got Kellen Moore, right, to be the all, the OC. So I, I understand all that. But still, I like to reward winning. So, you know, but once again, it's like that gets used against Jalen Hurts because now he has all these pieces. But I know a lot of players that have pieces that can't activate those pieces. That don't like, And also something else I think people are just glossing over. Do you know how damn hard it is? to get veteran players to get behind you and let them lead you? Do you know how hard – like, I just feel like people gloss over that, like, especially as a young player. Do you know how much moxie and how much swag and the little things, the details that need to be put in place for a guy like A.J. Brown, like, yo, I'll rock with you, you're mine. For a guy like Jason Kelsey, like, you know what, I'm behind you, Jalen Hurts. Like, those things aren't just given – Two second-year players in the league, you have to go out and earn that. I think that gets looked over immensely about a young player being the leader, the bona fide leader of grown-ass men each and every day that got to the Super Bowl. That's not an easy thing. It's not an easy thing. I think you could just make the argument that a lot of these guys do that, right? Like a lot of these guys, if you're a top one or two-tiered quarterback in the league, you're going to be a very good leader in the locker room. That's right. I mean... Yeah, like I'm not trying to I'm not trying I, to minimize I, what Jalen Hurts has done as a leader, but like they're all good leaders, right? Uh, but Amber, what has the quarterback position, Amber? That that is the leader. Like everybody could be great leaders until a certain point. If your quarterback isn't putting in the the work, like leadership's quickly going to turn to yo, he's not the guy. Like we've heard players say he's not the guy before about certain players. Right, but who outside tier four, because those are the unproven guys, like who isn't a good leader? You know, there's a lot of guys I feel like on this but, list. I mean, that, like uh, we know they're good what, leaders. The, the guys around them, you know, like they're they're being led. To, well, <laughs> to I mean, some what did we just have with Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs? Did I miss that? Like, is that not a big thing? Are we not paying attention to that? Well, I don't know. I, Stephon's pro- had that problem everywhere he's been, right? So okay, <laughs> we'll Amber, see how it plays I've out seen, on the football field. Is that a Stephon Diggs problem or is that a Josh Allen problem? I think he it's both have that their problem problems. Anybody else. I, think, I think it's also how Josh Allen, Allen handles it. I, I mean, mean, I don't know. I, just put Stephon Diggs on the Eagles, and I don't know if Jalen Hurts is handling Stephon Diggs after a couple of years any better. I mean, I just don't know because it seems seen, to be an I've issue seen, with Stephon Diggs. I've seen grown men fight in the locker room and get over it quickly, quicker than I've seen Diggs and Allen get over it. 
All right, we're going to keep with this conversation coming up next because your calls are rolling in. Triple eight, say ESPN. Plus, how does a Super Bowl winning coach feel about Sean Payton's comments? That's all next. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. This is ESPN Radio. Aaron Rodgers is going to stay stealing the headlines all season long. I have a feeling. Huh? He's pretty good at it. Let's bring in some help with the Aaron Rodgers conversation and I'm all upset. things NFL. Charlie Weiss, former Patriots OC, four-time Super Bowl champ, and co-host of Airing It Out on Sirius XM NFL Radio joining us. And Charlie, thanks so much for your time. We're going to get to Aaron Rodgers and all things NFL in just a moment, but we have been talking all morning long about the athletic-released quarterback tiers where coaches, executives, all sorts of people involved in the NFL voted on their quarterback tiers, and it's caused a lot of controversy on our show. So if I asked who Charlie Weiss would put as the top, the very top tiered quarterbacks in the league, who would it be? How many would there be included in that category? Well, you know, this is really a quarterback heavy league right now. But if you really look at it realistically, based off of, you know, just the analysis of most recent play, I think that if I had a, after Mahomes, who I think is clearly the leader in the clubhouse, I think that if I were p- picking a team, I think the next two two guys on my list would probably be Burrow and Josh Allen. That's probably where I go. Uh, go. But uh, there's a lot of guys in this league right now where if I were a coordinator, I'd be excited to be working with because I think there's a lot of guys you could win with. But if you're asking me to pick the, the, the top of the top, I mean, Mahomes is just a winner. I mean, Besides being very, very good and being with Andy, I mean, he's a winner. And I really like, I really like what I've seen out of Joe Burrow, not only his ability, but his toughness and the same thing, same thing with Josh Allen. So, Charlie, we, we got into – we were getting into it, uh, an argument uh, pretty much over because in their Tier 1 list that they had here, they had Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers, and Justin Herbert. And in Tier 2, they had Jalen Hurts and Lamar Jackson uh, alongside some other quarterbacks, Trevor Lawrence, Dak Prescott, Matthew Stafford, Deshaun Watson, and Kirk Cousins. But I was making the case for, like, if, if look, and I, I would agree with you and Amber up mostly. Like, if we were creating a true Tier 1, I, I think those three that you just may mention would just be Tier 1. But if, 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 we're, if you're playing along here during this exercise, Charlie, for a second, if we were to expand Tier 1, 
wouldn't it make sense to have Jalen Hurts and Lamar Jackson in that same boat? Because we were getting into whether you – know, who do you see more valuable, Jalen Hurts or Trevor Lawrence? And I get the skill set of Trevor Lawrence, but it's all the intangibles that are so impressive about Jalen Hurts with me, regardless of the sample size still being small, that I find impressive. See, I'm biased towards Jalen. You know, my kid uh, three years ago was working down at Alabama when Jalen Jalen and Tua and Mac were all there. So, I mean – you know, I know I know more about those guys, so I'm a big Jalen fan. But what I was trying to say before is, if I'm a coordinator, give me any of those guys, and I think we could win with them. Give me Jalen, and I'm going to cater the offense around Jalen. Same thing with Lamar. Same thing with Aaron. Same thing with Justin Herbert. I'm going to just design the offense around their strengths. So it real it to me to separate those guys. You only would separate them based off of what you're going to do on offense, not how good they are. I mean, give me any of them, and I think that you you can win a championship with them. Yeah, you're right. There's a lot of good quarterback play in the NFL right now. Certainly an exciting time from that perspective. Charlie Weiss, former Patriots OC, four-time Super Bowl champ, joining Amber Wilson and Jay Williams here on ESPN Radio and on ESPNU. All right, Charlie. So Aaron Rodgers, he took some shots back at Sean Payton. He said, keep my coach's name out of your mouth uh, in defense, of course, of who he called his favorite coach, Nathaniel Hackett, throughout his entire NFL career. What did you make of Aaron Rodgers' comments? Well, normally, because I'm a Tommy Brady guy, you know, I've, I've really looked at Aaron Rodgers in a totally different vein than I've looked at Tommy Brady. You know, I always looked at him, you know, a California guy, aloof. You know, I'm a Northeastern guy. So, you know, it, it never really was a perfect mesh. I've only had one legit conversation with the guy and don't know him that well. But just from what I saw, you know, I wasn't in love with the guy. Now, since he's been with the Jets, since he's bought into the whole Jet deal, he has done everything the right way. And I include in this firing back at Sean. Look, I think Sean's one of the best coaches in football. But what the hell was he doing saying stuff like that publicly? You want to say it in your locker room? No problem. Want to say it in your building? No problem. But you don't say things like that publicly. You know, what are you trying to do? Just play the media? I mean, and for Aaron to go back at him is exactly what a leader of a team should do. They should defend their team. Charlie, do you think Sean's comments, and I agree with you, we're all on the same page here about those things should be kept internally instead of externally. Do you think any of it had to do with kind of uh, standing up for his quarterback? Probably the wrong way to go about doing it, but standing up for the shots fired over at Russell Wilson over the last nine, ten months? I think what he was really doing, because I I, I give Sean credit enough that this was premeditated, that this wasn't just an off-the-handle comment. You know, he knew what he was doing when he was saying it. I think what he's trying to do, and I've done this before myself, is take the pressure off of the player and put it on himself. So by taking, by saying that, right now, no one's really talking about Russell Wilson. They're all talking about Sean Payton. Mm-hmm. And I think that that was his intent. I'll say this, they'll all hammer me, and at least Russell won't have to deal with it. 
and I got broad shoulders. I could take it, and Russell could just go be Russell and, you know, and try to get back to where he was beforehand. I'm sure he did, this wasn't just going off, on a, going off on a tangent and saying it. I'm sure this was premeditated, and I think, although I don't know, I think that that was his intent. Charlie Weiss joining us. So Sean Payton's trying to take pressure off of Russell Wilson. Does it work, though? Who is under more pressure this season, Russell Wilson or his head coach, Sean Payton? Uh, Tell me after 17 games have been played. (laughs) Because right now the pressure's all on Sean. But if Russell Wilson comes out early in the year and he spits the bit and plays like garbage, you know how quickly they're going to ignore Sean and go after Russell Wilson. Now, Sean will not get a free pass if things don't go well because of what he said. But he's fine with that. But, I mean, Russell Wilson right now, he can be in the background right now, but it's still going to come down to trying to compete in the AFC West when you already know that Kansas City is the leader in the clubhouse. You already know that, de- you, already know that uh, you already know that the Chargers look like they're posed for a, a, a poised for a big run. And, you know, who knows what, the, what you're going to get out of the Raiders. So, I mean, good luck right there in Denver. We'll see how that plays out this year. Former Patriots OC, four-time Super Bowl champion, Charlie Weiss joining us here on ESPN Morning Radio. Uh, I'm Jay Williams alongside Amber Wilson here. Um, Charlie, haven't heard a lot of talk about the Cowboys this offseason. Uh, I, I always find this interesting as much as a conversation in the past – you know, has stemmed an entire offseason about the boys here and there. How much faith do you have in Dak Prescott and Mike McCarthy actually taking over the reign as the OC for the team? Yeah, well, I think that I've known Mike for a long time, and I knew him more when he was an offensive coordinator than than when he was a head coach. I knew him better then at that time because we, we actually spent some time exchanging, you know, our offensive staff went down and visited with his offensive staff when he was in New Orleans. Um, And I think he's a very, very good offensive coordinator. I think it's a really tough task in the NFL and the way the game is played today to be both a coordinator and a head coach. Now, fortunately for him, he has an experienced defensive coordinator who is very well-respected in Dan Quinn. And he's got John Fossil on the special teams, another guy who's experienced that's got a very good reputation. So because of the composition of their staff, he's allowed the freedom to go ahead and spend more time, more time with the offense. But I think that one of the reasons why you haven't heard, about, heard from Dallas is a good thing, because when you're not in the news, that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. But I feel that, Mike's got a lot of pressure on him this year because, let's face it, the Eagles are the leader in the clubhouse and in the NFC East. And if the Cowboys don't not only get into the playoffs, they don't go, go deep in the playoffs, you can bet that that's the first, that's the first coach that they'll be questioning whether he's going to be there next year. It has certainly made his seat all that much more hotter. Four-time Super Bowl champion Charlie Weiss is the co-host of Airing It Out on Sirius XM NFL Radio. Thanks, Charlie. Okay, well, have a wonderful day. Enjoy, enjoy training camp. Have a good one, Charlie. You too. Coming up next, are Gen Z 
are they really bad people, those Gen Zers? Plus, what goes into making the best sandwich ever? The real questions, the hard-hitting questions. We'll answer them next here on ESPN Radio. You can also watch us on ESPNU. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This is ESPN Radio. Our Gen Zers, really bad people. Because a new study may suggest the answer to that question is yes. I don't know how much I believe this study, Jay. Now, Gen Z, right now, those are people between the ages of 9 and 24 years old, okay? According to bank rate, to a bank rate poll, tipping for Gen Z only applies to 35% of Gen Zers. Defined here as being aged 18 to 26. So although Gen Z goes all the way back to nine, that would obviously skew the statistics here. So just 18 to 26-year-olds, only 35% of those say that they always tip at sit-down restaurants. What? Only 24% of those Gen Zers tip hairdressers, hairstylists, or barbers. That is compared to 40% of millennials and 67% of Gen Xers, Jay. Yeah, that, that, that's a problem. I can't I, – I got to be honest. I, I got to a certain point where I, I, I don't do the math anymore. Is this bad of me, Amber? Like I literally – On tipping all, or, or generations? All, 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 well, for me, and I, I guess I catch right on – well, yeah – I mean, the Gen Z, that bothers me. The Gen Z, Gen Y, Gen whatever, or millennial. Are you like, are you, how old are you? I'm 41. 41. I call right on to the millennials. Yeah, you're right there at the cutoff, right? Like you're right there. Because I'm 40. You and I are about the same age. So I know I'm I'm a millennial. I'm apparently, and I think you're in the same category, we're geriatric millennials. Jeez, that's an aggressive way of saying (laughs) it, but okay. That's that a, is our okay, official right, title, I'll take it. is we are geriatric millennials, which considering all the heat that millennials have taken over the years, I feel like I'm okay with that <laughs> as it ah. distinguishes me a little bit from uh, the rest of that millennial crew. I'll just let them take all the heat. But the reality is, it feels like to me that part of the aging process is just insulting the generations behind you. Like, I don't know what that is. Like, we march towards our inevitability one day of like, what's going to happen to us if we get like, as we get aged out of the population. 
manipulation or something. We just have to believe that everything's going to heck in a handbasket behind us. So we all insult kids these days. And this feels a little bit like that. Like that. I can't believe that only 35% of Gen Zers are tipping at a sit-down restaurant. I mean, That's I get that these are very young people, but a sit-down restaurant, if none of y'all worked in I'm just service? not buying that as a statistic. That that can't just, be there's right. no that can't be chance Hold on. So, that wait. that's true. So uh, Pat believes that like an older person, someone like is sitting there and voting and saying, yeah, I'm falling this bracket and I'm just going to be like, no, we don't tip and this and that. Like, come on, to t- guys. To but when you go like, to a restaurant. To the reputation of Gen Zers. I when you go it. to a restaurant. Yeah, really, because the... we got to do that. Like, we got to tank their reputation. I mean, have you seen them? But if you go, go to a restaurant, them, who, are the people, who are the people that complain and send plates back and... Leave bad Yelp reviews more than anyone, year not Gen Zers. Yeah, not That's 22 my year olds. Bad Yelp reviews. I'm just saying. I will say, I, I love some of the people who actually write a review on so, Yelp. Some of the tip, I've never done that. Which is I, bad. Me either. I should, I should spend my time. I just time don't go back stuff. there. I don't either. It's that easy for me. I'm going to write a letter. But but my <laughs> problem is I read reviews. Like I use reviews uh, for everything. My wife And yeah. so I'm that jerk that looks at all the reviews and then doesn't myself chime in speaking <laughs> and of, leave one. Speaking of reviews, our friend Chris Carlin, because you yes. know, he's a big guy and likes to, to review food. He There was another article that talked about what makes the perfect sandwich. And Chris, hmm. thankfully, shared his thoughts on what that is. Thankfully. Late in the day, I saw this, I was cranky, and man, this set me off. Most Americans believe the perfect sandwich comes with cheddar. Yep, absolutely. How about tomato? Sure. Ham? Ham is disgusting. You know where ham comes from? Ham comes from the and frankly, it kind of tastes like it. I will take a pass, thank you. There are five tenets to the perfect sandwich. Number one, meat. Chicken or turkey, that's it. Mutton? Take a lap. Number two, only one condiment. Don't overload and no ketchup. This isn't a burger. Number three, acceptable cheeses. Cheddar, American, Monterey or Pepper Jack or provolone or mozzarella. Get that Swiss out of here. Number four, must have bacon. I don't have to explain this. And finally, number five, bread or a wrap? Dealer's choice. You do you, boo. You want lettuce and tomato? Go ahead, but that's not a tenant. Meanwhile, if you want ham, don't bother leaving a comment. All right. I mean, well, this, amazing. Very passionate. I have a hard time defending ham because I'm not a ham girl. Uh, I guess the only defense I would say is that in any lunch meat, I don't know if you should be worrying about what part of the animal it comes from. Just processed meat generally. I'm not sure that's a situation yeah. you want to yeah. dive I, into. I, I, I guess. I mean, growing up, though, I was, I'm turkey. I'm, I'm, I'm turkey. a turkey kind of gal, too. So long. for me, that's an easy one. It seems like we agree with Carlin there. I mean, yeah, for me, the perfect chicken, sandwich. The perfect sandwich is a grilled cheese. So bread, cheese, that's all I need. Grilled cheese. Yes. That's a best perfect sandwich. sandwich? The best, what? That is the it's best not a sandwich. sandwich. What do you mean? That's it's a, a sandwich. It's sandwich. not a perfect sandwich. It's, it's a grilled cheese. It's the best sandwich there grilled is. Grilled cheese I mean, is fire. It's the perfect I mean, combination. It's incredible, but it's not. He, he are we out. dipping the grilled cheese in tomato soup? Out on that. Yes. Oh, you're out on that? Yes. Well, the grilled cheese so. with tomato soup, fire that's combination, especially when you're sick and you dip it. Yeah. What my mommy saw. So you had, could up. have any sandwich, and your choice would be grilled cheese every time. One hundred. Oh my! What is 100. wrong with, with you? you, Amber? Oh, well, yeah. you can't eat anything, Yes, You tomatoes. don't. You don't eat any food, so you're yeah. out of the conversation. <laughs> I don't need tomatoes. I don't need Jay, tomatoes. Perfect sandwich. Cheese. Build it right I'm now. I'm not. I'm not. A, I'm not a sandwich guy. What is happening here? <laughs> 
<laughs> I, I don't. I'm, I've never. I've never been a sandwich guy. Low key peanut butter and jelly. Also, I mean PB and J. Fine. Like I'm down with it, but like I'm not a big sandwich guy. Hold on, Pat. Go ahead. Like when I was younger as a kid, but like as an adult, I don't eat sandwiches anymore. Maybe like a, a good sub, like an old school sub. Maybe like a caviar sandwich. What? No. Well, they, no. don't, they have that well, on my amber island. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, it's amber. I, they often Yuck. serve that on my yacht on my island. But uh, no, I don't. Mahi Mahi burgers. Mahi Mahi burger. <laughs> Black and Mahi Mahi <laughs> sandwich. Black it's actually, mahi, mahi. It's actually good. <laughs> Pass, I'm talking to me like I'm key. <laughs> I. Has a super sandwich bowl apparently because he has all the answers for what we need. What kind of bread do you use, Pat? Hoagie roll, American cheese, turkey, American cheese. No, you're done. Lettuce, tomato, cucumber, salt, pepper, oregano. All cucumber, salt, pepper, oregano. So no, like you're not a mayonnaise guy. Nah, I don't like mayonnaise. American cheese. American cheese is the best sandwich cheese. It's the best sandwich cheese in Europe. It's not even real cheese. It's the best cheese for grilled cheese, Amber. It's an affront to cheese. <laughs> it is everything that is wrong with our country is American cheese. How dare you? It is a shame that Pat eats it. This is ESPN Radio. More next. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.